With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jay here from Stratford Paddock and this is the Devils Podcast. And joining me are two of my favourite ever United fans. Alex Baggers, Hi, how mate. are you? I'm good, mate. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Good to be back. It's been a while of been away for a bit. So yeah. I'm good. And since you've been away, things have yeah. been happening, which we'll get to in a minute. Yeah. And also Joe He's Smith. How the devil are you? <laughs> Nicely Aww. done. You see, straight in with that. Every That's time. why we love him. Fantastic. Um, and you've got pieces of paper there with right. I've on. got some pieces of paper. It's what we're going to be talking about today, Jay. It's very professional interesting. He is. United have actually, like you said, stuff's actually been going on, hasn't it? It's weird, isn't yeah. it? Oh. <laughs> it's weird not standing it's outside of traffic in the morning going, <sighs> so you've heard this story before, but Jaden Sancho. Yeah, Jaden Sancho. He's not happening. Uh, maybe he is. That's it. That's all we do. Yeah. Um, but now, it don't matter that Jaden Sancho ain't happening because we've got VDBs instead. VDBs. And there's potential other people coming up that we're going to be talking about. It's great. It's actually uh, proper uh, again. Transfer cup runneth yeah. over. I know. Um, it, it felt like we, I was, I think everyone was just getting a bit fatigued with, it's transfer season, so we like talking about transfers because that's what you do, um, but there's nothing to talk about and we no. all knew there was nothing to talk about, but each day you open the newspaper and there's still stories about Man United signing people, but you just don't have the, the care and the excitement and the energy because you think, well, there's always going to be stories so we have to report on them because they are what the stories are, yeah. but we all know that these aren't close and how many times can we hear no offence to Fabrizio Romano of course we all love him but how many times can we hear the player wants to join United it's just a matter of 120 million euros like we've, we know we know that and I know he has to say yeah. I'm not having to go at him all the way he reports things at all but the news has stagnated around Sancho for so long that all of a sudden more what was footballers that? but more even footballers. that Van der Beek signed faster than that <laughs> it was the, so the 24 hour yeah. transfer it was like it's not official rumors. yet yeah. So, yeah here we go yeah, because it was sort of Fleetwood Mac. Because I, <laughs> I kind of thought, saying. I thought Van der Beek was set for Barcelona and Real Madrid. I think yeah. with uh, Ronald Koeman coming in, that was that was the rumours that that's him now. That's where he's going to go. Mm. Go back with Frankie De Jong and play midfield there. That was it. And then mm. it just kind of went. Oh, United are still interested. And then we've got him. It's done. It's finished. It's great. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I just keep thinking Ronald Koeman for some reason. <laughs> what it smells like. Um, Van der Beek then. We've talked about him on, on some of the shows. We've talked about him a little bit. Alex, what do you think to him? Obviously, we're happy that we've signed someone. Yep. It's not official yet. As, as of the time of recording, which is only very shortly before it goes out, so hopefully not much will have changed. No. But as of the time of recording, it hasn't been officially announced. The reports were that he had his medical yesterday. Presumably past that, there was no uh, contrary or adverse reports uh, as, to, as to the medical. But... No. What do you think of him as a signing? What do you think of the sort of the gap he fills in the squad and and whether there is even a gap? Because there's some people, and we talked a little bit about it yesterday, we'll talk about it as we go on, who were saying, very expensive for a squad player. What are your yeah, thoughts on, on the signing? Yeah, Mickey um, What used to be a good radio station has now just descended into clickbait drill. We'll it's talk just, about that in a minute, but just generally, what do you think of, of the signing of Van Der Beek? How it was done, the player himself? He's... He's a very good player, obviously. You know, he's he's he stood out for Ajax when they had their their run into the Champions League. He did well last season. Still, was ridiculous goal contribution. I think it was over twenty one, like ten goals and eleven assists in a shortened season, which is really impressive yeah. for a midfielder that has played deeper. I think that you know, you signed Bruno, you signed, you've now got Van der Beek, who both can play in 
sort of two different positions. Yeah. They can play deep if you want them to. You can play a bit further forward. And the whole point of him being a squad player, I mean, you put the comparison of, look, we are competing with Man City. You know, mm. their squad is the, you know, for as much as Liverpool did well last yeah. season, City's squad is what you kind of got a lot to and High go. watermark of... That's how good a squad, squad you can... Yeah. That's how we used to be. Mm. Where we need two players for each position. And the fact that people are saying, oh, well, you've only got two in there. Well, look mm. at the end of that season in Europa League. You're playing Pogba and Bruno. They both look tired. There's no way of changing them. There's no way of saying, look, come off and have a break. Let's bring someone yeah. on. Even within a game. Yeah, subs don't even make sense. Let alone no. starting without them. Yeah, like confidence-wise, it, yeah. it, we need players in there. So it's 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 putting more legs in there. I'd like. To, I'm hoping to see all three of them on there. I think that'll be very good against with teams. We're going to have a lot of the ball. I think that we can do that. I think that mm. with the the back four we've got and with and the the work rate that those three will put in, I think that we could play with all three in some way. And I think that. I think that the quotes that have come kind of come out today is that Ollie's kind of said mm. that to Van der Beek that there is going to be a chance of you will play alongside Bruno and Pogba, which is interesting to see. And it'll be interesting to see, but maybe we play a couple of games as a diamond and things like mm. that, whether we try and fit all them in there with a Matic still and things like that. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the fact that, like I said, you can rest some players mm. now. We can actually we can put some different players and we can change things up a bit. And you know, there's so many times where City started without De Bruyne, you go, "What do you mm. mean it's starting without De Bruyne?" But you go. All oh, right, that's because they've got Champions Bernardo Silva and yeah. that. And that's I was mentioning this to someone the other day about the Champions League. You know, last season in the Europa League, you could play a weakened squad because mm. the games we were playing, we are going to be the best team. There's a good chance our group has a top Spanish team, mm. a top German team in them in there at least, and then. We're probably going to have one game where we can probably field a weaker squad. We Assuming took, we didn't lose the bigger games. Ex- and that's the yeah. other thing, is that that'll probably be our must-win game in that group. Yeah. So you're going to have to play a full-strength squad in our midweek games now. So that's another round of games that we need to play a full-strength team in. So having Fernandez, Pogba, Van der Beek is a good, good situation mm. to be in. Um, and at the risk of unsettling you slightly here, Jay, how deep would you like things um, <laughs> at United? Because <laughs> Alex there mentioned about the depth that this allows us, and I think that's something we, we were missing. But do you think that we, we'll move on to, we'll talk about Thiago a little bit going forward, but how much is the depth the issue at United? That, that sort of, we look at the sort of the point of the, of, the, of the knife, if you like, and that starting 11 is very strong, can beat any team, we've seen that. But as, as, as Alex said there, you're in the Europa League semi final, and people are having to go at Solskjaer for not wanting to make a sub to the 85th minute, but that's because. The options off the bench don't improve the team. No, you're right. And um, I think Oli's sort of done it in stages anyway with his team. He's, in transfers, he, you know, he wanted to sort out the defence. He brought in wan and he brought in um, Harry mm. Maguire for big money. And that more or less, because he's getting a tune out of Luke Shaw and, and bringing Brandon Williams in, that more or less sorts out your defence. Attack-wise, with, with um, Marshall and Rashford, he, you know, he got rid of Lukaku and he had them too. And bringing in Greenwood, he sorted out the attack. Midfield, bringing in Bruno and keeping Pogba and keeping him happy. It's more or less sort of midfield. The only sort of thing now is getting that squad. Like you're saying, our 11, when they're all fully fit, because mm. when there was fatigue at the end of the season, I would fancy our chance against anyone. Mm. If, you've got, if you've got a Manchester United fully fit, strongest 11, I put us up against the Scousers, against City, against any team on the planet. Yep. The only issue is, as you say, is when you get one or two injuries, the likes of when you're bringing in, Pereira and Lingard and to a lesser degree you can maybe argue that I, I think Fred's had a good season but so many mm. I love him but you know you might argue mm. that you, you suffer a bit when they come yeah. in because we saw how Matic is just a cut above those players yeah. in that role but now if you strengthen the squad and you bring in players like obviously Van der Beek and then hopefully one or two others then that's the next phase isn't it you've sorted out your 11 you've sorted out your fence you've got your midfield sorted you've got your attack sorted the next stage is then even the goalkeeper is sorting that out because Henderson yeah. signed a new deal. So the next stage is to get the stro- the squad mm. stronger, not by signing players who are six or seven out of ten, but the players like Van der Beek, mm. who mm. potentially is like an eight out of nine out of ten player, who will come to United and want to play and want to mm. start, and he'll feel like he should start. Yeah. You know, this isn't a nineteen-year-old from you know Bournemouth, whatever. This is a, a player who's been at a, one of the biggest clubs in in Europe, Ajax, had a very good mm. three seasons. Since kicked yeah. on massively since no offense sort of to Bournemouth, you hate all sort of peripheral seaside towns. Don't you, you know my feelings <laughs> on that. We Scarborough, don't need to go Cleethorpes, get fucked. Don't stand on them bastards yeah. at Cleethorpes. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
Um, so it is the next, and like he will come in, and like you said, Oli's convinced him. I'm sure Oli hasn't said to him, well, you know, behind Tomane, Fred, mm. Matic, you're my guy. No. He won't have said that. He'll have said, you know, you can start, but you've got, mm. you know, you've got to obviously perform. And, and so we've, it's it's what you want to see. You just to finish on that yeah, before yeah. his point is, every good United team and squad hasn't had an 11. It's had a 14 or 15. Mm. You know, you look yeah. at someone like Darren Fletcher, for example. You could argue that players like Park and Fletcher mm. weren't even first teamers technically. No. Mm. When everyone's fit at their yeah. at their peak, Fletcher probably doesn't get in the team. Park didn't even get into the 2008 final squad. Yeah. I know he played in the semis, but they're almost club legends, yeah. and that's what you need. You need very good players who are sort yeah. of make up that 14 or 15 you choose for the yeah. first team. And and this suggestion that oh, it's a lot of money for a squad player. First of all, you don't get players that are good enough because all a squad player is is. Good enough to good enough for the first team. Any a good squad player, like I said, Fletcher Park is good enough for the first team. But there's someone better. I think yeah, that's exactly that's what a squad 100%. player should be. It shouldn't be well. You're not really good enough for Man United, but you you can stick around. It's yeah. you should be good enough to play any given game. But we happen to have someone even better than that. Yeah, that's all a squad player should be. And Van der Beek, I think, to get a sort of player that's good enough to play for Man United against, like I said, Arsenal and. City and Chelsea and and any and any given game or even if you've got a specific role player like we did in Park like we did in Fletcher where they might play Bayern Munich or Barcelona or uh, whatever it may be you have to be very good and those players don't cost 15 million quid no. unless you happen to get lucky or you get them when they're 17 or 18 like we yeah. did with Ronaldo you, you don't get a player that can walk into Man United's first team next season uh, on any given game for 15 quid very very rarely unless you get someone at the end of a contract yep. um, like we, you know Thiago may be an example of that but the idea that well, 35 going up to 45 is a lot for a squad player it's not anymore that's though. how much a squad player costs it's not anymore though that's if you want to the, have a good squad you know the, the big signings now are 60 million plus you know, yeah. 30 million 60 million is yeah, Leeds are spending now. 30 million yeah. on people yeah, that's it Leeds yeah, are spending 30 million on, on no. their Rodrigo. first team we should be able to spend that on this is it. Like City didn't get shit last year for signing Cancelo for sixty odd million, and yeah. he played he, like twenty five games. Ever, Everton yeah. played paid fifty million for Sigurdsson four yeah. seasons ago, yeah. whatever it was. So and, and, also, right. and, and this this suggestion as well that oh he's a, is a squad player. People act as though squad players play four games a season. <laughs> yeah, Fred's so played forty games a season. Mason Greenwood, who for most of the season was a squad player, a, a hugely talented one at that, has played the second most games for Man United this season. Fifty-five games he's played this season. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Dan James has played thirty-five games. Yeah. yeah. Brandon Williams has played thirty games. These are squad players. You yeah. play almost a full Premier League season, yeah. or you know, 30, twenty-five to thirty-five games as a squad player. Yeah. And if anyone's playing thirty-five games for Manchester United, no matter how many minutes per game or whatever it is, they have to be very good. You look at again. You look at what Liverpool, Liverpool, even their front three doesn't change a lot, but their mm. their three in midfield, they have six players there easily. And they've got Henderson, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, Lallana played in a lot of games. Cater, Cater, well. Cater yeah, doesn't play, and Milner. The so they got yeah. they got six players. They did it against us in the in the first yeah. big game at Old Trafford, where they took off their whole midfield yeah. and put on a brand new midfield, yeah. and it and it didn't. They maybe weren't Fabinho, maybe came off and Milner come on, but it's still a good footballer coming mm. onto that football pitch. And we just couldn't, we couldn't change three midfielders last season. And you're right. Even now, we couldn't. You, you're yeah. right as well. Like you look at the great United teams, you know, 99, Jesper Blomquist plays 41 games in that yeah. season. 40 odd games. And wins the lot. Yeah. You know, Teddy doesn't play many games. I think he plays a handful, but again, he's yeah. A, yeah. an integral part of it. And, you know, if we aspire to get to those levels we used to be at. Yeah. You yeah. have to have excellent squad players, mm, yeah. you know, and. Van der Beek, of course he's that. Like, you yeah. don't think John you know O'Shea I mean? was, people considered him to be Great a squad example. player. Yeah. He played 300 games for Man United <laughs> yeah. as a squad player. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Solskjaer, uh, he was he was in and out of being a first team player, but he got, what was it, 170 goals for United as yeah. a squad player? Like, squ squad your, players your, are... Your favourite player, Phil Neville, was a squad player. Yeah, but yeah. he played loads of games. Yeah, and, you know, squad now there's talk of putting a statue and, and outside of Trafford. And even in that 99 team, Nicky Butt was a squad player. Yeah. You know, he was so, never, yeah, of course he was. He, he was if never everyone's fit, like, the only reason he starts in the Champions League final is because yeah. Keane and Scholes yeah. get injured. Ke Ke Scholes doesn't even start in the Stade Alpi in the semi-final. No. no. It's, you know what I mean? All right, Giggs, Fergie mixed it up a bit. Again, Giggs didn't one. start against Arsenal you know in the semi-final. Like, and that's... All these people think, oh, wow, that's ridiculous. Well, mm. no, that's what happens. You, mm. you want You're a big squad. To... The reason United did well across all fronts was that they had a big squad mm. and could rotate it. 
That's why City for the past few years have been the only team that can win the domestic cups as well yeah. as doing that because they can make eleven didn't changes. Did they lose De Bruyne like That's for the, most of the last season? Se- yeah, last yeah. season when well, it yeah, before last yeah. Season. yeah, and like still yeah. obviously won the league but with ninety nine points. points sorry, yeah. they've got ridiculous. They've got Foden who's who's come through the squad, who's come through the youth team, but the rest of them players, you know, Gundogan is Gundogan isn't a starter for them. No. Gundogan's Foden a third. come through the youth team. They never mentioned that. No, they never mentioned that. Gundogan again. They mentioned all these players. Mm. They signed him for thirty odd million quid, and he's a squad player for them. Mm. But he still gets loads of games. He, of course he does. And he can play in any game. That's the thing. So overall, then Van der Beek not officially confirmed yet, but it's as close as you're going to get without I'm him holding the scarf. We're happy with this signing. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Anything? Sorry again. It, do you think that sort of slightly more attacking, versatile eight ten kind of player is what we need? Or I do you think we need a number I six? I thought we would well? maybe look at number six, yeah. but maybe... We don't Oli seem to be interested in one. We've not, linked, we've not been linked to any, have we? doesn't seem so. Could, uh, could Thiago Alcantara fill that role if we slight link to him? Great, speaking of links, great segue. We'll talk about <laughs> Thiago now, shall we? Uh, in recent days, actually coming out literally off the back of the Van der Beek um, deal, we've had the likes of Christian Falk and other uh, German-based outlets reporting that yeah. United are monitoring Thiago, which is Mo- such a... Who the hell knows what that word means? I mean, um, it's weird. For those it? of who don't know, obviously, Bayern Munich midfielder, uh, 29, is in the last year of his contract, or will be going into the last year of yeah. contract. So you're looking at around a 25 to 35 million pound fee for him, heavily linked with Liverpool. United now rumoured to be interested in monitoring Thiago. It could just be the let's put Manchester United in there mm-hmm. for clicks across the internet. Let's yeah. put. Manchester United in there or maybe you know maybe Liverpool just want to do it to maybe speed up a bit or, mm. or Bayern do the same thing. Speed, Liverpool, speed up Liverpool up a bit. I don't know, there's a bit of that. I mean I'm, you, you said it though, you just need to nail on the head earlier and we were speaking, weren't we, to Florian, I think Plattenberger covers yeah. Bayern over there for Sport Irons and he was saying part of the problem is sort of Liverpool's midfield, they've got six options there. I think yeah, yeah. Milner's yeah. still there, I don't think he's left there. Uh, Lalana's gone there. Lalana's gone, sorry, so, so, so maybe down to five. And he was saying that you could look at, oh, we've got a deliverer. Yeah, we were speaking to Florian Plettenberg from Sport Eins, who covers Bayern Munich for them over in Germany, obviously. And he was saying that Thiago would be open to move to United because mm. he named two things. He said that United are revered in Germany as the biggest club in England, and rightly so. Of course. Um, and also, the, he said that he may be slightly reluctant because of the amount of midfielders that mm. Liverpool have got. And, and and I think Plettenberg said to us, he said, oh, maybe this old Naby he'd be more keen to go. And I think, well, that's mm. not going to happen. No. So, I don't know. I mean, the, the, you know, Liverpool don't seem to be coughing up the dough. There were reports this morning, well, the reports yesterday saying that Liverpool would have to sell someone before they can sign Thiago. Right. Which is bizarre to me because they've barely signed anyone in the last two years. And they've surely made a shitload of money from this new night kit deal. Surely they've made a shitload of money from winning the Champions League and then the Premier League. And yet they've got no money. I don't quite understand what's going on there. And also, the other report was that the contract demands of, of Thiago were ballistic <laughs> and that United were like... He's up a sec. I mean, to be fair to him, it's his 29, it's his last big deal. Yeah. You can see why he wants to get as much money as possible, but would you be into getting Thiago in, assuming he was on 290, 300 grand a week? Or, you know, if, 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 that's a guess, but assuming he wants a lot of money, it's not going to be 150, is it? It's tough, really, because, I don't know, it's, I, I feel like that's kind of breaking <laughs> what we've been doing the past yeah. past 12 months where we've kind of got players and, you know, Van der Beek's probably on, what, I think it was 120 or something, something, something did that. Which Bruno seems quite was, quaint these Bruno days, doesn't it? Oh, oh bless it's him. only 100, 120 grand Bruno a week. Bruno was like 80, sure 90,000 a week, which is, How is that which is ridiculous. possible? And, yeah. and we've kind of gone away from, you know, we've kind of looked at De Gea and gone, do you know what? Maybe that's a bit much. He's maybe going to yeah, go next. We've got... We've got, we've got Sanchez and De Gea were bad deals. I know De Gea, we love him, but... You know. Whereas even Pogba was a lot. Yeah, Pogba was a lot, and fair, the, the thing is for Pogba is Pogba is our best player, and yeah. he is the most marketable person yes. for Manchester United. Probably did United us a bit ever. of a favour as well, giving him that deal because other clubs are probably looking at it going, not only we've got a yeah. fast, massive transfer yeah. fee, we've got to match those wages. So I'm no kind of, yeah, I, I'd like to see Thiago, but again, that, that is that my my sceptical thing to say is because mm. I do think that he is one of the best players in the world yeah. in really? that position. Is that good? I think he's. But I think it, he just again, makes it. What is he? Is a deep line number eight, isn't he? Or is it? Is a playmaking sort of number he sits six. back? Yeah. And he, and he, the one thing I worry about is, I saw some stats the other day, and I don't want to get too deep into stats because, as we know, stats mean what you want them to mean. Yeah. Well, ninety-seven percent of stats are made up. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will get that. Um, 
It took me a second. Um, but I was, I was looking at stats, and, and one of the things that has always been the biggest problem for me with Fred is his ball retention, and he gives the ball away too much. Yeah. And I saw it in comparison, McTominay, Fred, and Matic all next to each other. Fred brings the ball um, out better, uh, but Matic plays a lot more forward passes because he, he splits the lines with his passing. But the biggest difference is he doesn't give the ball away. And that was a thing for years with Busquets, with Scholes, with Carrick. They're not you know, going to get in and smash, smash no. the back doors off you. Didn't, that's not the same. Um, <laughs> but they're not going to do that. But what they, will do, the the, what they will do is cut the ball out and they will never lose possession in transition. Yeah. And that's the thing that Fred doesn't do. He gives the ball away too much for a number six. Yeah, yeah. And Pogba does the same because he's learning that position. But Fred's been there for two years now. We need someone next to Paul Pogba. How much of that is shots by Fred giving them away? Well, maybe, yeah. But we need someone next <laughs> to Paul to Pogba shooting, who doesn't lose the ball because when you're in that position and you lose the ball, especially if your centre-backs are split a little bit to make and play Thiago. a little bit better, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, Thiago doesn't give the ball point. away. That's a good thing about... He's used to playing that position. That's the, that's but the, do we need someone who is a number six who tackles, who hits hard, who can replace Matic? That's the best isn't it, by the way? If, uh, Thiago, Thiago, Pogba... Van, not yeah. even Van der Beek. No, yeah, Thiago, Thiago Pogba, Bruno and Pogba is the best midfield in the world. 100%. Like, but is it a balanced midfield? I don't care. They're it's never just that ball retention that No one about. is ever going to have the ball against us because yeah. then three of them. That's good. <laughs> so it doesn't really, Again, it's like when City, when City have that flow mm. of whatever. It doesn't, you don't need David Soden De Bruyne to defend because they're not giving the ball away. No, but they do always have Rodri or Fernandinho. I think I'd love him, but I'm, I'm scared because I think they'll... It's mad so it because if you look at that, that midfield. Say you've got Thiago, Alcantara, Pogba, and Bruno. Yeah, and then on and the then bench you've got Matic, Van der Beek, and Scott McTominay. And then you throw that up against Scousers, you could have Henderson, Wijnaldum, and Oxley Chamberlain. You just think that's mad, but yeah, he's you know he's lo- apparently he's looking at that, going, I won't get in that team, so I could go for that one. Mm. It just seems crackers. I think it's that position. I think it's that number six position because I think for for them, I think if he's going to play, he's going to mm. do that. I think Fabinho's kind of got that set for the yeah. I don't think he's moving out of there we have they to decide how we want to do our midfield don't we that's the thing I we think have he's going to play with two sitting but I, I mean do are those two sitting sort of creative ball retention players or are they destructive passing the ball through the lines players I think it all depends on the quality I think a lot of it depends on the quality because mm. as much you, as I love Scott McTominay you put him in there he gives the ball away more isn't as good more as than that but less than Fred yeah, yeah. you're getting a more of a feel to the sort of midfield that Pogba thrived in under U- uh, Juve, aren't you? Absolutely. It's getting yeah. towards yeah. that because it was like... That was Pirlo, that... Marquisio, Vidal. Uh, was Matui there? He wasn't then, was he? Matui. Was so. he? But, and then, when he left, maybe? Yeah, then at fr- the France midfield he played well was Kante next to him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mat- or Matuidi next yeah, to him. Matui- so he, he, Kante, he does thrive Pogba. with a, a more industrious workhorse next to... You know, Kante's just never stops running. Matuidi's Matuidi the same. But then, you know, Matic doesn't cover the ground, but no. he's defensive and disruptive like uh, Kante and Tolisso are so, yeah, yeah. Uh, not Tolisso um, Matuidi do we need someone like that next to him that's that's Merlin because Thiago's a, a ball player isn't he there were some links to Kante the other, the other week because mm. I think Lampard seems to want rid of him or doesn't see him I just, I, mean, like I, know we, I know we got Nemanja Matic from Chelsea so it's not beyond the realm of possibility but I just can't see that happening I no, love I it. I don't did. think Chelsea are that daft I to do it. I, don't, I just think because yeah. I think they made a mistake giving us Matic, even think, though he's yeah. not been. But there is a chance that Chelsea need to sell some players. Yeah. Because as much as <laughs> they've, <laughs> as much as their owners, they bought everybody else. Their owners have got loads so of money. Far. Their owners got loads of money, but as we've seen with financial fair play, you what? Who was the captain? Kante was the captain against, against Brighton. Brighton. In a preseason oh, that, friendly. I mean, it's it's all right when he's on the pitch, but that's after games he isn't on the pitch. Um, but. Yeah, the, the, they've spent a lot of money. <laughs> he was the captain against Brighton in a preseason friendly. Can you switch the camera? Yeah, they've got this they've got a lot of money and they've got rich owners, but they still can't just spend what they want because, as they know, financial fair play comes in and gives them a year ban. So they spent two hundred and fifty million or whatever it's going to be. I think they want rid of Jorginho before they want rid of anyone else. I think he's out yeah. the door before. Kante. But he's not. They're not going to get money for him. No. Whereas Kante, they get they, they get might, forty million back. Yeah, you, you get that. They've back. got like fifty nine players that they can just get off the books, haven't they? They've got mm. a, a ridiculous amount of players yeah. who are actually Chelsea players. Mm. Do you remember when like they, they had the transfer ban that wasn't a ban where mm. they recalled all the loanees and it was yeah. just like they had four squads worth. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, Lampard's found a gem in Mason Mount and Sam Abraham's like. Mate, he's had like yeah. sixty players. He's twenty-two years from. old. He's, he's had yeah. four years yeah. of like and some of these football been, league yeah, experience. Like Swansea's number nine for a season, and yeah, exactly. Villa's number nine or whatever. It's just madness. So, 
I don't know. I'm always a bit skeptical of what's going to go on. I mean, I love Cantona, but I think that's not going to happen. Mm. If I, I personally would love to see to see us get Thiago, but we do have to be cautious with those wastings because yeah. th- we're still recovering from the Sanchez deal. And it, it's <laughs> we exactly just, you know, yeah. we had to give in a money to take him away from us. It kind of um, take my wife. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's literally like losing Ander Herrera. We lost Ander Herrera because of Alexis Sanchez because mm. he went well. Well, I start every week, and why is he yeah. on double what I'm going to? I've been offered. Yeah. So that kind of happens. Now that only takes Thiago to come in, and then Bruno go. Hang on a minute. Mm. Like I've come in here, and I'm on I'm a third. On, of I'm on a third. I've changed of, the world. I've changed yeah. the world, and I'm on a third of what Yvonne. I yeah. like it here, but come on, lads, sort yeah. this out. And then that all starts. You, you don't know how that can. No. Whereas, you'd, yeah, you'd have to. I mean, I don't know how these contract things work. Maybe if you did it like you got a signing on fee or whatever, massive bonus that way or whatever, yeah. or some sort of structure there. I don't know. But the yeah. thing is, if Bruno keeps performing, he will get a, a contract renewal in about two years where he's on 250. And that's, and that's not that's in doubt. Just, that's, yeah. If he keeps playing. But, but again, it's one of them, it's unrest very, happens overnight. And then him Especially go, when it's someone coming Well, like I'll that. just go to PSG. Yeah, it doesn't take long for, you know, everyone, everyone thinking, what the fuck? Yeah. We brought him in. He doesn't even start. <laughs> and, he's, yeah. and he's on 300 grand a week. I understand yeah. that. Right, let's move on then. Uh, speaking of Alexis Sanchez, <laughs> um, all or nothing, Tottenham oh. edition, aka, let's get Man United's manager on there to for a few more views. Um, <laughs> honestly, right. First of all, okay, for those who don't know, Amazon Prime All or Nothing documentary talk, following Spurs last season. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. Um, they skim, skim, skimmed over the Pochettino era, didn't they? Like yeah. he's been here for five and a half years. He got him to the Europa League final. Oh, he's been sacked. Here's Jose. <laughs> like <laughs> that was yeah. literally gone immediately. No one cares. So do, you, do you know what I'm happening no. now? I don't know what even that. I need that. Um, <laughs> but like they were like Jose's here, episode one. Like I'm sorry, that happened halfway through the season, didn't yeah. it? It's like nah, that happened yeah. at the start of last this season. Tottenham didn't exist. Yeah. I love. First of all, I'm just talking it because I love it. Uh, I loved the. Tottenham Hotspur are now uh, a star-studded team full of world-class internationals. That You're like, what? They haven't won a trophy in ten fucking years. That world-class star-studded yeah. team with a lovely tro- with a lovely stadium with a nice gold chicken on it. Um, <laughs> you've watched all or nothing, have you? I've yeah, only, I've, I've only watched episode I've, one. I've watched, I've watched I've, I, I watched them all three of them last night. Yeah, me enough, too. Um, when you were talking about it earlier, um, yeah, it was. It did sort of sort of fast-forwarded through the Pochettino yeah. era or the Pochettino beginning of the season. Um, I'm, I'm. Regardless of what you feel about Jose Mourinho, he's great mm-hmm. box office. It's the Jose Mourinho it, show, yeah, by the way. For anyone is, who is interested, who hasn't seen it, it's I've not watched, about Tottenham. It's, it's about, about Jose Mourinho. Right. And I'm, you always say like, no man is bigger than the club. Well, you'd argue that he probably is because would yeah. you be watching that if he wasn't on it? Probably not. He's, he is box office. Yeah. And and I'm always I'm always fascinated by Jose. I think he's a very interesting character, and even mm. his you know. It's time at United. Even it's it's a mixed bag because you mm. think about that night in Stockholm and things yeah. like that, and then you think about you know the the, the last few months where it was just all going tits up. Yeah. So you know it's it's always been a bit of a roller coaster when Jose Mourinho was in town, and this is it's it's, it's great selling. It. It's fascinating watching how he's handling different players. It's interesting, mm. and I'm just like you know I'm I'm interested in how a Premier League club is run and the different yeah, yeah. things they go through. It's it's always interesting, but yeah, you know Jose and and how he's handling it and mm. the results he's getting, and it's it's always weird because. You sort of, you know how the, the the season goes and how these games yeah, yeah. F- unfold and stuff. It's yeah. how he reacts to them and and they've obviously got some some characters in there, the likes of Deli Ali and, and Eric Dyer was a, just, a big focus of one of the. I episodes. just like the yeah. the first way he came in and just kind of like he didn't get them all together and go, I I'm Jose. He just no. went right on the training field, like waving them out. Just from waved, come on, lads, on your come. Yeah. I'm just like. And I liked how he went over to everyone and was like, what, what, what do I call you? Who's, oh, Harry, because it's Harry Winks and Harry Kane. Yeah, like, why did okay, they call him that? Okay, Winksy, because he's Harry. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I, I like, love the because reaction to Regardless Sissoko, of, like I said, the, to Sissoko. When, when his assistant comes into his office and goes, so that's, you know, Sissoko is quite a big personality in the dressing room. And he just goes, fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you don't yeah, want to play He just goes, him. he thinks, fucking, I've got to play him now, haven't I? I've got to keep him around. It was he interesting what he said about Fergie, wasn't it? The only bit of advice he got off Fergie was to sign Dali Alley. Yeah, which I thought was a bit odd. I didn't see that one coming. I don't know, no. I kind of, when Dele Alli first comes onto the scene, you're like, he's, he's everything that Fergie would have wanted in a mm. play. He's got a bit of quality, but he's got that bit of Rooney dickishness as well. He's got everything Which about when, he's, when you play for Spurs and you're watching from that side, you think, oh, he's a bit of a twat. But if he's playing for you, you don't mind the occasional studs up, the occasional elbow. Like, yeah, yeah. You kind of want a bit of that. Yeah. So you can see why Fergie would have liked him. And it's interesting to see Jose the way he came into Deli Ali and said that. You know, I think yeah. you know he's he just, lazy in training. And said it in front of everyone. In front, saw of it immediately. Everyone's like, get around the other side of the plane. Deli was like, yeah, 
fuck this. And he just and literally went over to him in the first training session and said, you're lazy, you yeah. need to fix that. And then in the first meeting was, yes, Deli, we know you're lazy, but mm. in this game, you aren't going to be fucking lazy. And, yeah. and you can see how in certain teams and in certain, you know, if he's done that to, you know, if Paul Pogba's taken that the wrong way, which is probably what he said to him at some point, or he said that to someone in the yeah, United yeah. squad where they've just gone, I don't it need was, to be It here. was interesting, you mentioned Eric Dyer, where they had that talk, and obviously Eric Dyer speaks Portuguese, he grew up in Portugal, and you feel like, oh, that he's, you know, he said, I, I tried to sign you years ago, and I yeah. rate you and all this, and you think, oh, there's a real bond there, and then he takes him off after half an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the next game, and Eric Dyer's just sat there like, Oh. Proper devastating. Oh, he's over, lads. <laughs> Mate, never, never, never um, get too friendly with Jose. Only goes one way. But yeah, the, the way he spoke about, he said, um, if if you do what I say, if you give, you can't give eighty percent, you can't give ninety five percent. If you give a hundred percent, I'll have no problem with you. Yeah. Uh, but if you do, then I'll be a bastard to you. Whatever and he said, he, he and you can see how that would work with yeah. him, especially. And you can also see how that kind of mentality and that kind of managerial style. Which let's not forget. As much as I don't think Jose was right for United, and obviously I think when he left it was the right time for him to go, he is one of the best managers. And I was saying before, not just as a football manager, but when you know, compare him to a manager of any, like a manager at BQ or a manager at a car wash or any kind of manager. The way you interact with people is how you manage people. He's one of the best and most successful managers of any kind yeah. in you know the history of the world you know he's yeah, uh, he is. but he's, nah, he's as good as it gets yeah. and you watch the way he interacts with people and the way he speaks to people and the way he said to Delele I don't know what it is you don't have to tell me but your career did this and then did th- is, is now doing this yeah. and you think you know the way he, the way he approaches things and just being able to see him working and and obviously there's a respect and, a, and a, an interest there from a United perspective because he was the United manager a, yeah, it's, it's int- very interesting, it's interesting to watch. to me like as well with him and Harry Kane Mm. He's very friendly towards Harry Kane. Sort of, he lets Harry he, before the the matches. Like, do you want to yeah, do yeah. talk or shall I? He said, "Are oh, you a movie star type player?" And, and mm, yeah. I know it's, I always think with Josie, he has those type, especially with strikers. He tends to let yeah. strikers just get on with it. Did it with Vibra, didn't he? He's the yeah. only player that he, uh, manager that never really had an issue with no, Lan. Um, you know, even Lukaku to a certain extent, he brought him in and just left him to it. He decides he? that players yeah. are his guys. Yeah, and he's yeah. like very much like with Kane, who's obviously the focal point of that team. Yeah. And he, there was never, really, you could see there was, he wasn't going to have an issue with him. He no. was like, you're, you're great, you're a star. Silent leader, get, all that yeah, stuff. None of this, he doesn't, he doesn't shout enough, he doesn't, you know, the things you could throw at Kane as a captain is like, just, he's a silent leader. Just like, praised, okay. praised him and like, obviously gets him involved in the team talks and stuff. Like, I don't know, you know, I don't know the wisdom behind that one. Yeah, yeah. To be honest with you, I don't think Harry Kane's fit for giving a... Team talk, talk, let alone the team talk, but that's another story. But yeah, he's obviously on board with him. But the other ones, like, because that, that dressing room and that club has issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. it was to- it was pretty toxic just before Pochettino left. You've got players running out of contracts. You've got players with discipline problems. You've got, you know, just players not performing. Ericsson wanted yeah. to leave. I think both centre-backs, the contracts were up for renewal. Mm. Um, and you just, you know, Deli Ali's had, had disciplinary problems. And it was like, he's, he's sort of, you, you know... He's got it all together, bit, yeah, yeah. But as we all know, Tottenham didn't end up having a good season, no. really. And you look at th- when he first comes in; he's talking about top four, top four, top four. <laughs> they got within six points, was it? Yeah. Going for three points, and then they lost to either United or they, there was someone else. They lost to. I think it's Chelsea. I think it was three. Oh points, yeah, they lost yeah. to Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the emphasis was clearly on top four when he arrived. Obviously, they didn't get top four. But I like some of it how when they lost one of the they lost to I think it was Chelsea or they lost one of the games, and he came in and was like. No, that's it. That happens sometimes. Like he's not. You imagine him just screaming every time they lose, and obviously no. maybe that that sort of you know bedding in period where he's coming in, he doesn't want to uh, upset people so much so early on. Like with Eric Dyer, he dropped him after thirty minutes or subbed him off, and then was like, usually if I sub someone off that early, they won't play the next game. But for the sake of team spirit and my relationship with him at this point in my career at Tottenham, he played him again the next game, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. So there's little things like that where it's just. It's, you, it's interesting. It's nothing other than interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, you're it's right. interesting it's, to see it how is, yeah. he does things. Yeah. And, and you can kind of pick up on Such where things could go person. wrong. Yeah. You know, and, and the way he said it to, I think he had that meeting with Harry Kane early on as mm-hmm. well. And he said that, he said, we should be doing better because I you're a better team than I am Manchester United. And, mm. and you're nowhere near where I was then. Yeah. And, you know, just for him to be that blunt. Do, as do well. you think that's, there's an element of truth to that, though? Absolutely. Because when you know, remember, like, 
United, sorry, when he took over there, and I remember like Pochettino's last game, he had like Lucas Moura, Harry Winks, Christian Eriksen on the bench. Yeah. And at the time, we had like Pereira starting every match. Yeah. No, yeah. Just, I don't want to make it bashing him, but you know, he's not. Well, the yeah, think and about and the team that thinking, he, like, he you know, into. That squad and our squad at that time, you know, you'd probably say they would have better, they had the better well, I think everyone, players to choose from. Everyone looked at them this season coming in and they, they signed in Nubelli and you kind of went, Do you know, what? they could push. Mm. Liverpool and City this year. You know, Everyone thought top three, didn't they? Top was, three. Was, 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 they got Champions League final last year. Yeah. And they, str- as, and as they strengthened we've as well. never been allowed to forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you nearly win a title? Yeah. Um, oh, and they strengthened as well. Oh, yeah, no. they strengthened, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's anything like that. I mean, I didn't watch the City one because I just couldn't. No, I could not be. They're too much of a rival. And I and we the know they win. The only propaganda. thing that was good watching that was you know what I mean? when we beat him from 2-0 up. That was the best. I, mean, I, I honestly didn't, haven't even seen I didn't that. even That's watch that. No. I just, just, just thought watched. everything about that stunk. Yeah. It's just glossing over the real reason that they got took over. Absolute pep wank fest. Mm. And I can't be doing with any of it. And so the thing with Tottenham as well is they've always been one of those teams that the memes of lads it's Tottenham and we've beat them in some good games and we don't lose to them that often and you can I can whilst they're a big team because they never win anything you don't even feel bad watching them win the odd game on a highlights reel at, yeah like that's that. a good point because we, we know we beat them this season yeah. we know we beat Jose they sort of glossed over they, that a little I bit I thought that well. was like I was like, like, like the next game your is, is Jose's fina- uh, last team Manchester United and then it's like just goes dark and it comes back they lost to United <laughs> um <laughs> And See, that I'm was it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm but I, I was expecting a highlights package. Dress, you don't see any of the dressing room stuff from that game, do you? No. No, I, I don't think United have said you can come anywhere near us with them cameras. You Maybe, yeah. It was Old Trafford, wasn't it? You can oh, use the game for it. You ain't coming through that door. And that makes sense. Cameras. Yeah. Because yeah, if you get, if there's some scuffle and there's Jose getting a you know pizza thrown at him or whatever, <laughs> we, no. th- we, we don't want that. But um, it is very interesting. And you do have to have a little bit of respect for... for not, I don't... Tottenham are one of those teams I just don't care about. Like they don't really, they don't raise my blood pressure. I'm not. They're not. They're almost just like neutral, just a glass of water of a team. Yeah. <laughs> but the fact that the fact that they've not mean. won a, tr- you know, they're the only team who's hung around the top four in the last ten years that haven't won anything. They're the only team that finished third in a two worlds race. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? But That's even like Leicester's come into the top four. They've won the Premier League. Uh, City and Liverpool have obviously won stuff. Chelsea have won stuff. Even United have won stuff. They're the only, they they have done a good job of consistently getting a lot of points Even that eighth despite place team Arsenal never wins. fucking winning out they've it's, done it's, like it's, not, it's, no other team has managed to do that do you know what I'm a bit disappointed though but it is shit I'm hoping I don't know how it pans out or anything but I'm hoping we do see a bit of feistiness from Joseph oh we've got to see some like, of it. you know like you probably like the, the old gone past like, the old, January yeah. we need, no, 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 we need we, to get no. him into full like John, want, John I, sitting mode I'll yeah. bring you dinner see, with you we'll yeah. have a fucking right old sort out here I want to see the ins and outs bit because that's the interesting bit for me yeah me too because he gets rid of Ericsson which for me is you know I thought Ericsson didn't come across very well from the first no Ericsson was like you're going to say that Everyone talks about me and it's all false. Yeah, I mean, I'm, a, I'm just treated yeah. like an asset, and you yeah. know, the be treated. I think you know yeah. about 100k a week. Stop yeah. whinging. Oh, no. Yeah. So Ericsson, and what I see them when he brings in, he brings in a couple of players in general. He mm. brings in what's. And I want to see him in the park throwing tennis balls to Tanke and Dombele trying to get him fit. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous! Some of the f- breaking lockdown to play footy in a park with a professional footballer. The disrespect he showed him there. He's like, oh, he's not fit. Don't play him then. It's your fault. He's not fit. You're his manager. <laughs> Ridiculous! Yeah, the Jose they were in the park running around what's, cones. What's going to make this great? You don't want to see Jose being nice to people. No, I want to see, see him disrespecting people and getting like, shouted at, threatening people, Awful. throwing him under the bus like he did with everyone. Everyone he's ever gone, everywhere he's ever gone. Yeah. That's the sort. Of, that's the real box office Jose that we want. Yeah, to see. yeah. you want to see him explode. And we know he had a problem with Aurier because he's about to go where has left, and Undone Belly because he's like he's a fat lad and he ain't playing for me. <laughs> He's like, George manager, stop him being fat for a bit. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Just falling out with people. But yeah, yeah, it's a good start. Um, let's go back to a bit of transfers before we go. Go on then. Uh, we've got Upper Meccano Upper on Meccano. the radar. Upper Meccano. Um, he's on the radar. Talks of United being interested in him for about 37.5 million, which by all accounts isn't going to be enough to sign him. No. Uh, we've seen... He's got a, 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 apparently he's got a release clause that is that is activated next summer, um, that you know is around fifty million so or forty five million, um, so people are saying it rumored that somewhere around fifty to fifty five million would be enough to get him this summer. He's just signed a new contract this summer. Yeah, it wasn't long ago. Why don't we sign him before that? Is this, why are we Fellaini in it again? I don't know. <laughs> Fellaini. Fellaini in it. In it. Is that I don't know. I mean. 
nothing about what we do in the transfer market. You know, our post transfer makes a lot of sense to me. Mm. Um, don't know a lot about him, but he's obviously a, a good player. And I think if you got him, then all of a sudden mm. your transfer summer is looking a lot brighter than it did a few yeah. weeks ago because we've all said we need another option at centre back. Yeah, um, if you look here, we get Upamecano and we get obviously we've got Vanderbeek looks pretty much done. Yeah, um, and one other then that's a, a decent summer. And that's a summer yeah. I think we all expected. We all expected, certainly everyone sat here, and from what we spoke, gathered from people we spoke to who know a lot more about the situation than we do, was that three signings was mm. roughly what most people see. Yeah. If James Cooper sort of said that, that. And that would make sense because it has gone proper cold on the Sancho front. It seems to be that that United have a, almost like a three-signing policy now, isn't it? <laughs> like that- James... Uh, Wan-Bissaka, Maguire. Fred, Dillow, Grant. Grant. <laughs> Do you reckon Grant was like, we've signed two, we need a third. Yeah. <laughs> Quick. Have you got anyone who's old as shit and will never play for us? Yeah, Lee Grant. Yeah. Sorry, sorry Lee. I said not. old as shit. <laughs> not right. old and shit. Right, no, He's old as okay, shit. That's fine. He Don't, will be on yeah. MUTV pretty soon one day as a legend, as a yeah. club legend. Yeah, wearing that, like, the black polo shirt where yeah. it's like yeah. bursting at the seams because they put, put a bit of weight on. Um, yeah, so it seems as though you can't expect more than three signings. Certainly no. not three starting eleven signings. Chelsea have gone mad, which has sort of heightened the, I guess, envy and the jealousy and expectation. Well, yeah. um, you look across it in the in league terms at what our rivals are doing. Certainly our points rivals in Chelsea, and they've gone for it in a way that we haven't seen United do since what was it Tevez. Who else did we get that year? Tevez. Well, we got Tevez, we've got Hargreaves, we've got Nanny, we've got Anderson. Yeah. We did go for it under Van Hal one summer, though. Yeah, yeah we yeah, did. We did when we got, I think, Blin, Shaw, Falcao, and Di Maria yeah. was all one summer. Yeah. yeah. So we, we haven't, you know, serves. but in terms of money spent, Falcao was yeah. free. Um, and uh, the rest of them cost money. I, I understand that, but we've never seen you. No, no, I get where you're coming from. In certainly not recently. Um, like, you and know, certainly not recently. That's so proper. Yeah. So the idea that we were going to get any more than three was always always seemed unlikely. But for a long time, the whole Sancho stuff got to a point where advanced talks are being made and then dead. Uh, not it, dead, but it, quiet. So then now this transfer seems to have lifted the mood slightly, doesn't it? It started to feel like the Mourinho summer when he signed Fred. Yeah. That's what it kind of felt like. We're not going to get anyone here. Mm. You know, we're going to, you know, we'll maybe pick up a, you know, a reserve left back or something mm. like that and that'll be it. And we'll just kind of go. We're going to blame or a nineteen-year-old centre back. Yeah, we're yeah. going to blame coronavirus, and that'll be it. And then Ollie will get thrown under the bus by Christmas, and that'll be it. That's that's the project done and dusted. We're going to start. yeah, we that see was, it coming. That was the feeling that everyone was getting. But the Van der Beek one, just that one signing coming in, everyone's kind of gone. Okay, we're a bit slow, which mm-hmm. we know United have been for a long time now. We've yeah. not been quick in the transfer market, but we've got someone, and we might get now the Meccano if we get him. I still think there's. A, I think there'll be a Grealish. If we don't get Sancho, I think I think Grealish will, will push for that as mm. well. I still think we'll look at someone like that. Mm. I think that we need someone else that will fit in and is an option across that front line. And I think that Grealish kind of does both jobs. Yeah, I think he maybe he can play out wide as well. Plays out wide. Yeah, he, kinda, he, he, yeah he, he, he would in be midfield. a great. I, I think he'd be a great signing. Mm. I don't and I think know, that right, as an alternative to Sancho, mm. which I, I don't think you can have because players have been linked to even like there's no one in the world that fits the criteria that Sancho occupies either is there no. for his age his output his his speed his, his trickery like there's no one who can get that many assists and that many goals and is 21 and has done it in a top league there is no one else in the world that ticks all the boxes that Sancho ticks no. and is English and and knows Manchester and like it doesn't <laughs> exist no. even even if you're taking away some of the big criteria there isn't if you go down the sort of the English side which United seem to want there's no one Grealish, I suppose, is that he's not as quick. He doesn't get as many goals as assists, but he sort of knows, Engl- you know, he's English and he's young. Like, but no one sort of does both in terms of quality and just on a personal level. Yeah. He knows all the lads. He's friends with people. He's a great age, all that sort of stuff. He's the only one who exists like that, yeah. Yeah, so if we don't get Sancho, I think that the worry was that we were going to get no one. Mm. Or we were going to panic and get Kingsley Coman on loan and, and it might not work out. Or we're going to spend £150 million on uh, Dembele from Barcelona and it's just not going to work. Not. I don't want him. You know, I'd, and that's it. Yeah. I don't think we wanted that. But just the Van der Beek signing, the links to a centre-half, I think that that is a clear thing that he wants mm-hmm. now. I think there's definitely another centre-half in there. Um, it looks better. Mm. It looks... I'd, and I don't think... I don't think United are going to end this summer with a squad that should compete for the league. But it's no. going to be a... 
if it ended right now with Vanderbeek, the squad is better than it was last year, which is the first yeah. time in three years. The good thing years. as well about those it's signings happened. is Van der Beek's got, you know, he's only 23, yeah, got yeah. levels to go. You mentioned up in Meccano, he's obviously a 21, young, 21. Which for a centre-back, yeah. he, he might as well be 17. Exactly. Like, that's yeah. ludicrously exactly. young for a centre-back. So you've got, you know, players which sort of fit that thing of, you know, me and you were talking the other day about it, you know, United in three or four years' time can have practically the same team other than maybe Matic that we've got now mm. and they'll be a little bit better because we've all got, you know, players that, even the likes of Pogba's only 27, he's not yeah. like old no. or, you know, in terms of football in terms. Yeah. And, and the likes of Mason, Martial, Rashford are all going to get better in my opinion. Yeah. You'd expect them, especially Mason, he expects them to, you know, go up a couple of levels. Wambasaka, you know, basically that team is a young mm. team. Yeah. So hopefully... If we get those type of players, or and eventually it might not be this summer, but I think eventually we'll get Sancho, mm. who again fits that criteria of being young, then yeah. we, we've all said we expect a title challenge, a proper one, in a couple of years. Yeah. And that yeah. would happen. Either the next if, season or the season yeah, after. And that would yeah. happen if you get those types of players mm. in, because as long as you don't lose anyone massive, mm. like, you know, Pogba stays they, or whatever, you. you, you you know, you, your team improves, they all get a little bit more experience and then... And again, we were talking about with Carl Anker, weren't we, last week, where he was saying there are, uh, you know, ta like, it's, it's a common theme in American sports, but people have like a title challenge in their head, like a timeline, whereas, you know, Klopp isn't going to be at Liverpool forever, Pep isn't going to be at City forever, they've got the likes of Aguero and, you know... Uh, City have got quite a lot of older players yeah. uh, and then Liverpool have got players in Salah and Mane who may not stick around Firmino who doesn't seem to be, doesn't have the output they did a couple well, of seasons ago him. well yeah but you know what I'm saying he's, he's declining in, in his output and that's, that's, we, and that's, we, we, that might be a perfect time for United to, to, to go for that Madrid and Barca with everything that's going on in La Liga yeah. there's going to be some money put behind them and that's got I think yeah. that's got Van Dijk maybe 700 million pounds if City get that way yeah, yeah exactly. and that's got I think that's got Van Dyke all over it as well. Yeah. I think that Ramos retiring and PK both retiring yeah, at the same that's time. A good point. That's got Van Dyke going to one of them at some all point. All the port even as well. All the port yeah. for ridiculous money. Is that's they're gonna be the mm. links that happen. That's what you, happened with United for, for mm. years. You know, that's what happened with Ronaldo, is that he got to a certain level and then mm. they're always gonna come sniffing around that's the and thing, things isn't like it? that. And it's how you can replace them yeah. and whether they do. And and that's when you have to jump on that transition period, yeah. you know, and that's what United need to do in the next couple of years. The Pogba thing, you know, we we did mention it that signing him to a new deal isn't a new signing because it's definitely not. But mm. I still think in everyone's the back of everyone's mind, he was always going to go either this summer or the summer after. But if he signs a deal this year, that could be that's him through this period. Then that's yeah, him yeah. for the next couple of years. I think I think all he's got to get. Around. I mean, I know it, a lot of people say, well, it's because like Real Madrid or Barcelona or Juventus and haven't been able to to um, spend the money or pay the money that United want for Pogba but I think Oli needs to get more credit for the way he's handled some of these players you know we talked about Josie earlier mm. when Josie left you know Martial was disillusioned Rashford wasn't firing on all cylinders Pogba wanted out Luke Shaw, Luke Shaw just you know gone to the dogs I mean it was it was a mess yeah. and it was and I think part of the thing is problem was Oli came in we won 12 out of 13 everyone went oh he's fixed everything so when we struggled he started getting a lot of stick but I think if you look at what he's done since he's been at Manchester United mm. as manager, whether that's caretaker's permanent, yeah. he sorted out so many of the issues mm. with yep. these players. You know, we almost swapped Martial for Willian. We almost, you know, Pogba almost. Perisic. Perisic, exactly. You know, and these are players that potentially could be here for another three or four years at least mm. yeah. and doing, doing you know, great stuff at Manchester United. And I think Ollie's handled it well. Even Pogba, even right, right up until lockdown, just before the Spurs game, I saw so many United fans, even United, some United fans who I respect going, Get rid of Pogba. Get mm -hmm. rid of him. It, it literally took a cameo against Spurs. So everyone's going. Mm, actually, good, actually. <laughs> you know we what? do need he's him. Really good. At yeah, him, he's actually yeah. very talented, and we need him. And I only deserve credit for that because there's so many, there's so much pressure on him, and you know he was struggling. We missed Pogba, and he could have easily gone. You know, we're gonna let Paul go, but he's convinced him to stay. However, mm. he's done it, and he's getting a tune out of him, and that's not, you know, that shouldn't be dismissed. Mm. Um, just before we go, I want to talk a little bit about one of the sort of nuances of the Van der Beek deal. One of the things that shocked everyone and has shocked me in a good way, but also I'm slightly concerned or dubious. The speed at which we got this deal done, literally 24 hours basically, wasn't it? From concrete links being established to Van der Beek to it's done. I want to talk about the... A little bit about, you know, are you surprised that United have done that? Because we've notoriously dragged our heels with every deal. There were talks that we didn't even negotiate for him. We literally said, what do you want? 40 million. Okay, here you go. Also, the way that football transfers are reported now, 
Um, Jay, obviously, you've got a, a journalism background and you are sort of our expert in that regard. Fabrizio Romano has come in and sort of taken the, the world by storm, certainly the transfer world by storm in the last 12 to 18 months. He's gone from being a sort of specialist in Italy to being the number one authority on transfers in Europe and across the world. And, and British journalism, the, the sort of long-standing history of British journalism, has not kept up with that, the, the sort of commodification and uh, concentration of journalism to I am a transfer specialist has not kept up at all. When is the last time a British journalist broke a story about Manchester United? There were literally reports, Simon Peach, Simon Stone, uh, Laurie Whitwell, whom I all re- I respect all of them and, and think they're all very good, literally tweeting stuff like, as reported in other sources, Van der Beek is cloaked. Like, tra- transfers have, have become their own beast under the in-, in the internet. We know from the job we do that nothing gets views, nothing gets interest like transfers from us, from the people at home. Transfers are the thing. They are the magic when it comes to football, uh, certainly in the off-season, like between, between seasons. Do you, are you happy with the way that transfers are reported now? Do you like this, I am a transfer journalist, Fabrizio Romano style, where he just goes for transfers and doesn't really do much else? Or do you sort of feel sorry for the older-fashioned kind of, I write about everything and I ring Ed Woodward occasionally to see what's going on with transfers, traditional British-style journalism? Do you, do you think that's slipping away a little bit in this sort of internet 280 characters of here's what's happening with the transfers and transfers only I think yeah I, I get where you're coming from and we sort of the sort of buzzword has become the Italian journalists mm. I've seen that used a lot um, and they seem to have the finger on the pulse with transfers but as we know from our conversations with Romano and as you just said there he focuses on transfers where mm. Simon Stone does a lot of he does everything. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. of different things Laurie Whitwell covers all I've seen bumped in at Laurie Whitwell at like under 23 games and stuff yeah. like that where you never get Fabrizio Romano go out and watch his local team no. under 23s I presume not anyway so it is difficult for someone like you know Simon Stone or Sam Peach or either you know the, the journalists who we rely upon and who you know when they tweet you think oh yeah he knows what he's talking about yeah. to focus on transfers across the world which is yeah. what Romano seems to do he's more or less dedicated himself and we know from our own conversations with him you know the first time we were messaging him you know I was getting replies at 4am mm. there's an hour's time difference between where he is and where I am so that's 5am for him yeah. and it's like he just barely seems to sleep he said he sleeps from 6am yeah. till 11am yeah and he just focuses on that and it's difficult you know I'm good mates with Craig Norwood who used to be the go-to guy for transfers for United and that was you know he was always dead reliable and um, he just focused on United though he didn't have mm. like loads of stories about mm. Chelsea and have uh, not have it, but you know mm. Chelsea or Liverpool or whatever he was just AC open. Milan or yeah, yeah. He, had, he had his connections and he had his, his sources that were ultra reliable but he just focused on United and I don't think it's it's that much of a shame because I think that what it has done and the sort of the positive you've got from all of this is you know who you can trust, you know who you mm. can rely upon. We know the certain journalists that if they tweet, you know, it, it, it's sunny outside, mm. you take your umbrella, that whole thing, mm. you know what I mean? Like you just think, all right, okay, yeah, whatever. Whereas there are journalists like Romano, like others, especially some of the German journalists where mm. you go, okay, yeah, now yeah. now there's something in that. As we allude to, obviously, in the in the tier one transfer podcast, the tier system that came from Reddit has yeah. been a massive thing in that. But do you think, Alex, that it is, and I don't necessarily think this, but I, I, I've just it's just struck me in the last couple of weeks, like you see like James Ducker or, um, you know, Henry Winter commenting about transfers, talking, doing sort of um, opinion pieces on players and this sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It's, well, Romano had the story first. Like the the internet and the and the, the social media way that Romano has so fine tuned his journalistic career into just transfers. Do you think that is a nece- like almost you know? Do you think, think it is a good thing? Do you think it is something think, that's um, maybe dial or as a bit more putting a strange pressure on everyone look, else? Yeah, it's a philosophical way of looking at football in general. I think that there's a younger element of fans that. Mm have grown up in this FIFA ultimate team state, in this ultimate team kind of way that mm. football is about the players moving in between the clubs. And mm. that's what, and you know, having this star-studded team is is what you want. And, and that's where the transfer side of it's coming mm. in. It, it's not about the Saturday watching the football. It's about the summer's almost more interesting to most people yeah. than the, the footballers, which is a shame in some way. But if that's how football's gone, that's how football's mm. gone. Um, but yeah, it's... It, it doesn't seem that that's the way with the British journalists. There isn't uh, this no. concrete... When you when you see something from even, the, like you said, the respected ones, you still go, I don't really believe you. Mm. You know, I don't... You know, any paper says United are linked to him. I kind of just mm. go, you know, and I said, I, I went away this weekend and, and I didn't have my phone on for most of it. And my mate would say, oh, 
Sancho to United for, for this deal and I can tell I've been doing this mm. for too long because the first thing I was well what's the source because yeah, exactly. like, and, 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 I don't and, believe how, for most of the things that get said now mm. you're like I, it's not that's not true I don't think it's no. true and then but then Romano does it and usually and the, yeah. he's right it's, it's the, like one of the reasons we do the tier one podcast where we go through the tier one news we go me and, me and Ronaldo go through it is because there is like almost that lead table now, and mm. people do like have the journalist yeah. day rate. We do it ourselves, as I mentioned earlier. And you know, it seems like a good idea to sort of put that into a pocket and go right, okay, what's Romano saying? What's Ducker mm. saying? What's some yeah. of the more the ones that you know, winner? What's yeah. he saying? What's James Cooper yeah, saying? Yeah. And some of them, like James Cooper, isn't the type who's going to go. Well, I've got a source here who's going to, but he knows like mm. he'll have connections and he'll know when something is done. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can rely on him. He doesn't speculate. He doesn't go, well, I'm hearing on one hand, this mm. might happen. No. But, you know, he's he's reliable because he deals with pretty much facts. Yeah. So that's why we, we like yeah. him. And, you know, he's not always the first to break a story, but he can confirm it. Mm. And yeah. I think that's the, the sort of thing is now you've got these journalists who are more reliable. And I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I get where you're coming from. Oh, well, I'm not... I no, 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 no. I know you're not saying it's a bad thing. And I know yeah. from your own, you know, our own conversations, you don't. But... It, just from what we do here, mm. it's frustrating because we could spend like, if we if we spent like, say a week doing a documentary on the 68 team mm. that was absolutely, you know, we thought was the best thing we did. We interviewed Alex Stemney. We'd, we'd actually done something similar on yeah. full-time, when we were full-time devils. And it does like 5,000 views. Mm. And then you go, oh, here's a story. Sanchez might be coming and it does like 50,000. Mm. And you think, but it's the nature of the beast. You know, yeah. I get it. And you know, it's like people get excited and, and they want to see these players mm. and they want yeah. to hear that they're coming to your club. And that's the way it works. So, you know, whilst it is a little bit deflating at times, it's, it's you know, I think it, it is a positive in many yeah. ways. And personally, I think the, not to call out any specific outlets, but as we all know, there are plenty of outlets that literally just peddle crap. I mean, knowingly doing it, only put reporting on just false rubbish, this transfer's happening, United want this player, this player, this player, this player. Have you know, it's, it's, it's nice like that, an echo chamber as well. Like, yeah. Because you, you do the, we do the news as well in the morning and you'll see a story in like, I don't know, let's say you see it in the Express mm. and you'll click on it, you'll go, you, you know, United are going to buy Kante tomorrow. You're mm. like, fucking hell, really? And then it'll go, as reported in the mail, yeah. in the Express article yeah. with a link. Then you click on the mail and it'll go, as was reported in the mirror. Then you click on the mirror link and it'll lead back to... Some um, source in the, France the, that yeah, you've never heard of. Yeah. And, and, and it'll be like, oh, and so and actually... And as you know, no. Jay, that... W that was never the case. You would never have one newspaper using another newspaper as their source or no. something. Because no. why don't you do your own journalism? Yeah. yeah. Like, and now that's again. And, and like, you're going back to the, you spoke yeah. to me about how I was a journalist. I, you know, I'm a journalist in that background. I obviously worked in radio, but it was like if you read something, and in, in a paper, a lot of the time when we used to get mm. our news, we get down from what's called the wires from IRN, people like that, where it come down like you know, there's been a shooting or whatever. Because I used to do a lot of news, not just sport then you get it verified. So mm. I'd ring Greater Manchester Police or I'd ring mm. The, mm. The, the, the root of the source. You don't need to do that. I don't that. just go, oh, well, I've read it on Twitter. Right, mm. let's run it. Let's no. on our bulletin oh, as being yeah. reported by, you and, know, and Sexy Marshall 95 says that mm. United have just signed. And hopefully Pogba. with all this, and I think the last couple of summers have kind of, I mean, I think Dom did a, we did a graphic last year and it was just all the players that United got linked to and it, mm. was, it was literally 200 plus players that United yeah. got linked to in one summer. I think maybe that's starting to come... Or at least in our eyes, down because mm. any other anything that's linked to in these sources just mm. doesn't gather any steam anymore. Because and I think it, it that, feels like yeah. there is the credibility is you're starting to see that again, and it's yeah. going away from the newspapers. It's, yeah. but it's and it's and certain I, I journalists. Feel, I feel yeah. for some of these papers. I know a lot of local reporters. I know I keep slagging off the MEN, yeah. but some of the the news reporters I know at the MEN are very good reporters. Yeah, yeah. I just think their football coverage is absolute garbage, um, and I know there's pressure on them. They get put on pressure, yeah. under mm. pressure, because it's like they could spend all day, you know, Neil Keelan, who's one of the greatest reporters I know, who covers crime, you, you know, he goes round to the police station and literally mm. speaks to policemen yeah, yeah. about the crime stories on his patch. He's so reliable. But, you know, reporters now are under pressure where it's like, mm. they don't want that, you know, nuanced article that's taking you all day to work on. They want a clickbait article that brings Give in us a the, tweet. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the they've got pressures of money and financial yeah. pressures yeah. Of, and stuff. So it is a sort of self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy that I you think have to do that. One thing we saw under the, with the internet as, you know, anyone who's 17 or under might not remember any of this, but the, the, the initial or the last 10 years of broadband and newspapers and, and media outlets uh, altogether have struggled to get their content to make the money it did in print 
online. Yeah. And one of the ways they did, they got around that, or the one of the ways that has been probably the most common way uh, of getting clicks and likes is put Man United in every article. Put, uh, get as many clubs as you can so we can get as many clicks as possible, yeah. which has led to, a, 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 in my eyes, a massive decline in reliability from yeah. even, t- uh, like, look at Sky Sports as an example of that. They used to be the sort of the sh- one of the, up there with BBC as if they say it's happening. Now they, you know, do you, do you, know what the new, you barely the new, believe the new, anything the they say. The sort of buzz thing to do is, yeah. you'll get, say you get Sky Sports as an example. You get a guy on Sky Sports. Let's say you had Paul Merson on. Paul mm. Merson says, I think United should sign Lewandowski. Mm. And then you'll have an article that says, United urge to sign Lewandowski. Mm. Yeah. And it's actually an article based on one of their presenters yeah. who's come out with this nonsense that's never yeah. gonna happen. And they'll do an article and then others, like we've said, will pick up on it. Mm. And it'll be like, United links to Lewandowski. And well, how are you linked? Mm. And you actually... Oh, the urged. Oh, are we urged? Oh, because some presenter yeah. during a said ten-minute ramble about yeah. nonsense has said, yeah. he "Oh, he'd be a good player." Yeah. He's, he's, he's you know, the best striker in the world. Yeah, you know, United should get him. But and then it's like, yeah. you know, that becomes a story not, in several it, newspapers. Does, yeah, exactly. And then newspapers jump on that and say, mm. "Well, they've been urged to." Well, no, he's not. That's not. Mm. A, and and then and I think now as a reaction to that, we are seeing are. this sort of filtration of reliability yeah. to the people who. Don't talk shit. It's and just, I think yeah. it's this just, is it's hopefully this is the way the internet is going, where you have, especially social media, you have a pool of people you can choose from. You like this person, this person, this person, this person, and people will realise, and people are realising, you know, the fact that a year ago Fabrizio Romano had two hundred thousand followers. He's got one point five million. When you did the interview with Henry Winter, Fabrizio Romano didn't have a million followers, uh, and, and, and Winter did. Yeah. Now Fabrizio Romano's got one point five million. So in two months, he's got half a million followers because yeah. th- this is the thing people will find the the individuals that do the work that they like, um, and you know that may be a change to the established way. It's of amazing doing things, what, but it's, it's going to bring it's, what's a amazing new era, is someone of reliability. It's, what, it's amazing that someone doing something right and just only putting out this is what I know and this is the truth. Yeah, he's working for him, and yeah. that's and that's the good thing to see is that someone who is pushing this agenda, mm. he's not an agenda, but he's pushing this, yeah. I'm only going to tweet what I know and what I've, I know is right, mm. and this is what's going to happen. And, and that's worked for him for the past 12 months. Yeah. And now he's growing into the, the stature it is, and that's how journalism should be, is that yeah. you're going to put the right things, and then people go... It's just reminded me of something, actually. Me and talking about Craig, and we were talking about Alderweireld earlier. I remember me and Craig used to do a Red Man Craig Cunion podcast. Yeah, me and Craig used to do a Red Man Cunion podcast. And once the Daily Star on a story saying, United urge not to sign Alderweireld, and it was off the Red Man Cunion, it's Daily Star, which is like, you know, you know it's mm. not exactly yeah. elite. And it was me and Craig on the podcast talking about how, all we'd said was out of our old, he's like, isn't he pushing 30? I don't know if we mm. should get him. And they'd run a story on it. Yeah. Like, and, and that's the I read it myself in a newspaper, oh. just on two mates, which it was, our podcast was just two and mates, it wasn't like well. professional, having a, just chatting. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just madness. Now that, you know, a newspaper, the, the print media is slowing down as, it, as you would expect it to. There maybe hopefully isn't the we have to fill sixty pages or forty pages a, a day no matter what. Maybe now they can put out less stories that are guaranteed to get more views because they have a, a reliability to them rather hopefully. than just we have to fill the paper no matter what. So we'll hopefully we'll see that bit of a reflective. Can we do Wally of the week before we uh, before we wrap up? Oh, can we what? Do Wally of the week? Yeah, let's do Wally of the week. Go on. You're you going to knit mine. So just no, go, go on. You can go first. Go on, ladies then. first. We'll, we'll go, go for it. We'll go for Danny Murphy. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to go for Danny Murphy. So you have Danny Murphy, right? You have I haven't seen this. One. Oh what is the one? So on. Danny Murphy, I mean, I you did the legwork for the, the tweet that I wanted to put out. Cause Danny I'm Murphy, the Romano and you're the uh, yeah. Dave McDonald. So Danny Murphy <laughs> said, I see Van Der Beek coming in. That means Pogba's got to go. That's, that's was his, that was his statement right. yesterday. On okay. a run. Why would you have two attacking? You've got two great attacking midfielders. Why would you sign another one for 40 million? And then what was it? Two, well, two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago, he put out, they did an article on it saying United aren't good enough because the squad depth isn't right. And you just kind of go... Over-reliant. He literally, during, when we got over-reliant. Sevilla, we'll over-reliant Bruno and that look leggy. They need to buy someone. And then when we do, he's like, well, you've got to get rid of one of them. And it's it just, doesn't make and any this, sense. And this is the other thing that... This whole thing about reliability, I think people are starting to figure out that even though you play professional football, mm. it means you know nothing. Do you know what I'm, it means I'm, that it means whatever you say doesn't mean that it's I, right, I, I which I think, think people used to mm. used to think that. You know, if he's played professional football for at Liverpool Scousers. The Scousers yeah, you should know a bit about football. Yeah. And I think that that's been the case. But you know what, it's not even that I think a lot of it and I you know, I used to love talk sport. I did when I was younger. Yeah. Um I used to used to love it. I've been on it a few times with Goldstein and, and people like that. But it just seems to have gone massively 
down the clickbait route. Mm. Yeah. To the point when they have callers in it, you see them clipping up these callers and putting them on on the Twitter. And the, oh, we had this caller in the other day, and it and it's well, like I, went through. I think it's borderline. Sometimes you've got mentally ill people on there. And I'm not. Mm. I don't. I don't use that term line. I'm not. I'm not belittling the pe- you know mental illness. No. But it does sound to me like when I listen, to it, I think that guy's not well. Well, they had yeah. five, yeah. I mean? they had five like, people on like, that said that just, Messi isn't good enough. Like mm. for the Premier League, and you just kind of go in. But you're, you know, we do no. it ourselves. We could go through all our comments and find like the most ridiculous ones, and then clip that up into a video and go, oh, you know, United fan says that mm. we need to sell Rashford and Martial. You know, you will get outrageous opinions. You will get yeah. people that are just taking the piss. Yeah. yeah. And they seem to have just gone down that route and yeah. have almost forgone the the idea of like a proper debate yeah. about serious yeah. issues and just gone, oh, you know what? We've got Dave from Leicester who says that looking. Um, City says his mum should be playing for Barcelona yeah, and they'll put him on no she shouldn't well, how old is she 58 she's too old for Barcelona like taking seriously yeah. Yeah. these loo- how, much, how much does she and, weigh and this like, yeah, yeah, and it's ridiculous like, yeah. stuff of and like it's, it's not you know yeah. he, he's obviously as though every opinion the no matter who it's from well, is, is, and this is, might have been the way yeah. they clipped it because I only watched a clip of it but it didn't sound like anyone kind of went you're talking nonsense you know in mm. these kind of shows, if someone came out with that kind of comment, so surely someone in that studio, whoever he's on with, should go, yeah, but... They used to have that. They used to have a lot. Know, Sometimes the, you would listen to well, just two surely, presenters arguing, which wasn't that great in itself, need, but they like, at least used to have some sort of check of surely like... Surely they go. Yeah. But do you, do you like, not think we need squad depth you know, when without you someone saying mean, that? Like, and it undermines you because, like, years ago, when it used to be like Asia Dora and people like that, he used to do like the daily ISO with minor personal fans, and it was very, it was quite funny because mm. he'd do that, and then sometimes he'd talk about serious stuff. So you could sort of see that you know he might have a point when he'd say things like, "Oh, Jog was better than Henri or whatever." Mm. You'd be like, oh, it's quite." But be- when you've just got a stream of nonsense, mm. then it's just like, "Oh, I'll tell you what, oh, uh, you know, fucking uh, Scott McTominay is better than uh, the Messer." It's just like you're never gonna get sort of into this where you think. Oh, what? I can't believe you're saying that because you think, well, they just put yeah. they don't believe the same yeah, yeah all no. the time. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll go with, uh, you know, Mickey all Gray's, Mickey Gray's been doing that. it today. So I just go with Talk Sport as well. There's our Wallace of the Week this week. Yeah, yeah. Um, right, should we call it a day there? Yeah. Yes. That's been a lovely, a lovely podcast. Yeah. Um, we did get heated this time. We didn't have a round. No, no, we didn't no have no a round. We had a round about Talk Try. Sport instead. <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know what you think to this uh, deal of Van der Beek. Is there part of you that sort of suspicious almost of how quick this deal came together is it a strange uh, removal and, and separation of United's normal transfer do you know why techniques? it came down really quick here we go do you know why why because the greatest Great. goalkeeper United ever had Van der Sar there you go undisputed the greatest goalkeeper that ever put gloves on Manchester United greatest transfer anyone else who says otherwise is completely is fucking f- stupid <laughs> um, right that's going to be all from us like I said let us know what you think of this transfer in the comments let us know whether you think this is going to be <laughs> the match that lights the bonfire of transfers at Old Trafford it looks like United are targeting a centre back potentially another centre mid and obviously Jaden Sancho is on the list as well uh, let us know what you think in the comments below thanks very much lads it's been Cheers, a fun mate. podcast today hasn't yeah, it very enjoyable very and not been interrupted by two parcels at all so you won't even notice the cuts you get there. your cream by the way yeah I got my cream right. Right, it's less red now anyway. Oh, nice. So I told you we've all been now. Yeah, red flag flying high. Right, that's gonna be all from us. See you in a bit. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.